It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. It is a Tuesday morning of Christmas week as we gear up for Santa Claus is coming to town. Might have a little trouble. If he gets with the wind currents, he shouldn't have much trouble getting from one place to the next. But we're going to have some wind as the week goes along. We're going to have some snow. And uh, again, if you're going to be doing some traveling, keep an eye on the weather. And uh, make sure you know, especially if you're driving or flying, I'm sure it's going to disrupt a little travel. So be very, very careful out there because uh, as the week goes along, it's going to get a little nasty by Wednesday night, Thursday, and Friday, it's going to be uh, snowy and windy, especially probably about late Wednesday into all day Thursday. So be careful, and uh, Friday in some places as well. So weather probably the big story as we move through this Christmas week. But again, uh, Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Hopefully you'll have a good holiday. Some folks have already had a little bit of a holiday with their family. Bob and Joe with you this morning, and uh, what, you had your, your kids up for a little pre-Christmas Christmas this last weekend? Yeah, they came for, for lunch, for dinner. All right, and exchange presents or all yeah. that stuff? Yeah, the, we mostly just buy for the littles now. Yeah. I buy for my kids, but they got uh, fire extinguishers. Fire extinguishers? And they were all really happy about it. <laughs> I'm all about common things. Well, I guess so. Fire extinguisher. Oh, Mom, what do you want for Christmas? A fire extinguisher? Well, <laughs> well, they didn't ask for it. Oh, I didn't just, they? Oh, no, you just no, no. bought it. I just went and got them. So what did you buy them last year? A cook, a extension ladder or something? Oh, jeez. That's a... No, they probably got, like, socks and shirts. Oh, okay. All right. A very basic mother out there. <laughs> hey, we don't need stuff for the walls. We need things to wear. Well, that's true. No problem. How was the road coming in this morning, by the way? It was interesting. I had to do yeah. a little bit of guessing where the road was, All but right. I kept it between the ditches. Yeah, so be careful, because we did get a little overnight, and uh, some areas still snowing a little bit right now, but weather's going to be cold as we go through the week. It's only uh, 7 above right now around here with a wind chill. It's about uh, 5 below zero, so we've got to start factoring in wind chills this week as well so besides if you're going someplace you're throwing presents in make sure you throw in some uh, extra heavy clothes because we don't want to get you stuck on the highway so again we'll talk about that it's not right now but as the week goes along well the bucks won last night the green bay packers won monday night football so they're they're still alive they've got a pulse i don't know how strong that pulse is but uh, they're still alive they go from playing last night, and it was cold in Green Bay last night, and now they go to Miami. So playing in single digits, they'll probably be in the 80s on Sunday, but uh, that's the way it works. So we'll see if the Packers can remain alive. As far as farm news is concerned, the organic numbers are out for around Wisconsin. Some of our small grain numbers and other things going on around the area we'll take a look at as uh, it's a busy Tuesday morning here at WAC. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, not bad out there right now. It's later in the week, right? There's no school closings or anything like that today. It's just partly cloudy. We'll have a high of about 8, and we're at 7 right now. So, obviously, not a lot of movement. About 11 below the overnight, so it will start getting uh, colder and staying there for a while. 
high Wednesday about 7 with uh, some snow later on Thursday. We're against the biggest snow, I guess. High about 3. And it's going to be windy, too. Some of those winds, 30, 40 miles an hour. So it's going to seem like a blizzard if you get caught out in it later on. Friday should be just cloudy around the area. The plow should be able to get out and uh, get her all under control. And then partly cloudy over the weekend. Single digits Sunday, Christmas Day, partly cloudy and a high about 9. As we said, it's about 7 degrees right now as we get ready for Christmas. About a minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM. WAXX Eau Claire, let's get some news. President Biden is condemning a rise in anti-Semitism. At a Hanukkah reception at the White House Monday night, Biden said he recognized fear that the behavior was becoming too common. I recognize your fear, your hurt, your worry that this vile and venom is becoming too normal. He added he will not be silent and neither will America. The Anti-Defamation League said anti-Semitic incidents of assault, harassment, and vandalism are up 34% from last year to the previous year, while also at the highest number since tracking started in 1979. A Russian arms dealer freed in the prisoner swap for basketball star Brittany Griner is visiting Ukraine. According to Russian state media, Viktor Boot went to an event at the Russian-occupied city of Luhansk for the pro-Kremlin Liberal Democratic Party of Russia. Boot also told Russia's RT News Network he supports Russia's invasion of Ukraine and would have liked to have been a volunteer fighter if he had the skills. Disney Plus is previewing upcoming content for next year. Trey Thomas has more. You ready for an adventure? Let's go! 2023 on Disney Plus, it's going to be quite a year. The streaming platform released the video with footage of Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson from the upcoming Season 2 of Loki. Footage is also shown from the new Marvel series, Secret Invasion, and it features Samuel L. Jackson reprising his role as Nick Fury. A first look was also shown from the new Star Wars series, Ahsoka, which stars Rosario Dawson. I'm Trey Thomas. Actress Amber Heard has settled in her defamation claim against ex-husband Johnny Depp. In a statement, Heard said after a great deal of deliberation, she made a very difficult decision to settle the case against her and added she didn't choose this. Heard reportedly will pay Depp $1 million to put an end to the case, but there are no restrictions on what she can talk about. She also has accepted no guilt. And AAA says about 113 million people will be traveling this holiday season. That number covers folks who are going 50 or more miles away from home between this Friday and January the 2nd. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Not a bad deal. 250 bucks off at Colby Chrysler. Just tell them you heard it on Wax. It's worth it. All right, weather-wise, not bad today. About 8 above and partly cloudy. We're almost there now. It's 7 degrees. Tonight, it's going to start getting cold. Although we do have wind chills in effect, too. But uh, tonight, it'll get down to about 11 below zero. And then tomorrow, later on, we'll see some uh, snow flurries flying. By Thursday, we're going to see more snow, some pretty good accumulations, it sounds like. We'll catch up with Mike Dandry here a little later on. And another story here besides the snow is the wind. It's going to be windy, too. Gusts, I think I heard him say 30, 40 miles an hour. So be careful out there. Friday, cloudy and 5 over the Christmas weekend. Christmas Eve on Saturday, 6, partly cloudy. Sunday, Christmas Day, 9, partly cloudy. So <laughs> should be able to take the sleds and the toboggans and the cross-country skis out for Christmas, that's for sure. Right now, again, this is just temperatures, not any wind chills. Rice Lake, 7 above Medford, 11. 14 at Marshfield, 17 at Wausau, 16 at Donald Lacrosse. Green Bay, 23 with a little light snow. Madison, Sun Prairie, 25. Milwaukee at 28 this morning. And again, right here in the Eau Claire area, 
We're seven above. Going to get all the way up to eight today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the market's brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Now, being that the markets are probably going to be open most of the week, and I know they are, because uh, Christmas and New Year's, for that matter, next week, they're both on a Sunday. So not a lot of disruption in the markets. There will be some, but not a whole lot. I think all the sale barns are going to have normal weeks this week and next week. But again, on the Board of Trade, uh, Mercantile Exchange, places like that, it looks like a pretty normal trade as well. Maybe closing a little early, we'll finalize all that. But still a pretty normal trading week. All right, Rural Mutual Insurance with a look at the markets and Jill, the livestock numbers. Choice fed beef steers are 143 to 157 with mixed at 114 to 142. Choice fed beef heifers are 142 to 157 with mixed at 99 to 142. Choice fed Holstein steers are 128 to 136 with select and silage fed steers 96 to 127. Cows are 63 to a dollar. Bulls are 74 to 94. Butcher hogs are 55 to 83. Sows are 45 to 49 and a half with boars tw- at 20 and a half and down. Shorn market lambs are 105 to 114. There's no quote on the unshorn market lambs and feeder lambs are 131 to 280. At the Mercantile Exchange, live cattle higher yesterday. December live cattle, 155.27. That was up 22. February, 156.05, up 27. April at 159.92, that was up 22. And June cattle, $156 even, that was up 7. Feeder cattle were lower. January, 182.10, down 167. March, 183.80, down 90. April at 187.47, down 65. May feeder cattle, 190.97, down 80. And August at $200.50, that's down 85. Lean hogs, those were mixed. February lean hog carcass contracts, 85.70, that closed 7 cents lower. April at $93, even up 27. May at 98.75, that's down 2. And June at 106.95, that was up 30. On the Board of Trade, pretty much Lower across the board, some rain in Argentina, corn demand is down, lower soybean meal prices. So again, the markets were down during the day trade. Overnight, March corn up a penny, 648 this morning. The oats down two at 331. March wheat, one to two higher at 750. And soybeans for March up three at 1467. Soybean meal up $3.20 a ton. The March contract, $449.30. Dairy markets were mostly lower yesterday. Barrel cheese down a half a cent, one seventy three and a half. The blocks at two dollars even. That's up two and a quarter cents. And butter down fifteen and a half. I'd say the Christmas baking season is pretty well in hand. Butter settled at two seventy a pound yesterday. December class three was up three at twenty fifty eight. January down seventeen at nineteen oh seven. February fell below nineteen dollars, down twenty cents. At 1887, March down 20 at 1914, and April down 15 at 1947. Prices down all the way out through next November. As we said, a down day yesterday for the dairy trade. All right, we've got seven degrees out there, a little wind chill to consider. It's minus five on the road yesterday. Got a chance to uh, get over and uh, see the grease box over in beautiful downtown Roselleville and see their robots and their dairy operation. Uh, got a 
good up close look at that. It was uh, was kind of fun. Also had some some good food too. Boy, I'll tell you, Carol, she knows how to cook over there. <laughs> and boy, it was fun day over there. Have a little Christmas cheer over in the Roselleville area. Hopefully, you get to be around friends and family and uh, enjoy the Christmas holiday. Just do it safe. Fourteen minutes after five o'clock. And we've got some farm news to take a look at as uh, we get closer and closer to Christmas. But we'll get some news. Organics in Wisconsin, small grain production, and a whole lot more. On our Farmers Union Minute this morning, Rick Adamski, Director of Government Relations with the Wisconsin Farmers Union, talks about the relationship between federal milk marketing order reform and the Dairy Together program. I think they uh, complement each other. I think that... Dairy revitalization plan complements some of the federal milk market order reforms that are being raised. The dairy revitalization plan is encompassing of the varied quota systems that are piecemeal in place today by very many different cooperatives and processing firms handling milk, and it's a uh, mixed bag of results. Some dairy farmers are benefiting, some are not. Some are at gross disadvantages because of the piecemeal nature of the quota systems that are in place, and we think that the revitalization plan of uniform growth management plan would be very beneficial to stabilize and stem the loss of many dairy farms across the country. Rick Adamski on our Wisconsin Farmers Union Minute. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We know we have the largest organic cooperative in the country down at Lafarge Organic Valley, but uh, there's a reason, Jill. Lots of organics in Wisconsin. That's right. Wisconsin continues to trail only California in the number of organic farming operations. In 2021, we had 1,455 organic farms compared to California's 3,061. That gives us 8% of all organic farms in the country with almost a quarter million acres of organic production. Our average organic farm size was 169 acres compared to the national average of 281 acres. Our most valuable organic enterprise was dairy, amounting to $107 million in 2021 as we produced 7% of the nation's organic dairy production. We also produced 23% of the country's organic goat milk valued at $407,000. Other categories where Wisconsin finished first include organic cranberry and snap bean production. Rounding out the top five organic farming states were New York at number three, Pennsylvania number four, and Ohio is in fifth place. The final production numbers are in for small grain output across the state this year. The oat crop came in at just over 4.8 million bushels on average yields of 74 bushels an acre, from the 65,000 acres harvested. All those numbers are up from last year. Langlade County was the top oat producer with 537,000 bushels on yields of 93.7 bushels an acre. Marathon County was second with 334,000 and on 86.8 bushels an acre, while Clark and Kewanee counties tied for third with oat yields of 168,000 bushels each. Dodge County produced the most winter wheat this year, 1.33 million bushels, followed by Fond du Lac with 1.27 million, with Manitowoc County third at 1.19 million bushels. 
Dane County had the highest per acre wheat yields, averaging 89.2 bushels. In our area, Barron County had wheat yields of 168,000 bushels, with Clark County producing 138,000 bushels. All right. So, again, some uh, production numbers over there. Those are some uh, pretty good numbers, some uh, pretty good yields that some of these folks had, 99.7 bushels an acre. And, oh, <clears throat> lots of good yields for winter wheat and oats around the state. We've got more farm news that we're going to catch up with. But, again, keep an eye on the weather. If you're going to be traveling, today shouldn't be much of a problem. We're looking at a high today, about 8, partly cloudy. Wind will be the next thing to worry about over the next few days because this snow that we've got a little flurry overnight uh, that can blow around. It'll uh, start snowing a little bit more heavily later on tomorrow, it sounds like, and into Thursday when it's going to get real heavy. Especially if you're going south, down the southern part of the state, I think they're going to get more than we are. But the wind conditions, be very, very careful because uh, blizzard-like conditions, I mean, 30, 40 miles an hour, those are conditions that can be pretty hazardous. So be very, very careful and to plan ahead, make sure you know what's going on weather-wise. Seven degrees right now, but the wind chill's got it five below. All right, coming up, what's been going on with the restaurants? You know, some restaurants... Just don't have the hours they used to before COVID. Some haven't reopened at all. We'll get an update on the restaurant situation because they take a lot of Wisconsin farm production to to feed you and I. Susan Quam, Executive Vice President with the Wisconsin Restaurant Association, how that update. So we find out uh, what's going on. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Ever since COVID, we're not sure what's open and what's closed. Some of the restaurants have been hit especially hard around Wisconsin. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Stephanie, I'm sure that is an area of concern with the Restaurant Association. And Bob, whether you are in the northern end or the southern end of the world's longest barn, you don't have to look too far when you're craving something to eat. Whether it's a supper club, a cafe, a sandwich shop, you name it, Wisconsin Wisconsin is actually a leading state in the number of restaurants per capita. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. But another thing about Wisconsin's dining scene is that it is changing. It's changing to adapt to inflation, to consumer preferences. Wisconsin Restaurant Association's Executive Vice President Susan Quam tells me more about what the industry will look like in the coming years. First, though, she encourages us to go out to eat this holiday season because it's a critical time for restaurants. You know, especially as we lead up into the December holiday season, we definitely are, you know, restaurants uh, have an opportunity to take advantage to people wanting to get together with friends and family uh, over shared food and shared conversation. And so this is a big time. This is a big time for pretty much every restaurant operator out there, especially those who are in a sit-down restaurant situation where they can capitalize on folks who want to get together with friends get together and, um, you know, talk about this last year or have office holiday parties or get together with old coworkers, just all different kinds of reasons to get together for the holidays. So this is a big season for a lot of restaurant operators in Wisconsin. This is, this is traditionally when they gear up and bring in the cash flow that helps them stem over the slow time in January, February, and March when restaurant volume is definitely way down. It really was heartbreaking that restaurants, uh, the service industry, took such a hit during the COVID-19 pandemic. And we'd really been rallying behind them, wanting them to have this comeback period post-pandemic. 
What has that looked like? Have we seen a rebound in the restaurant industry here in Wisconsin? Um, well, I would say that we, we've made some progress, um, but we're definitely right now an industry where we have winners and losers in that whole recovery uh, aspect. Uh, when I say winners, meaning they, they, they maybe receive some of the restaurant revitalization fund, uh, grant money from the federal government. They have been able to do some renovations and changes and, and revamp their menus and are, and are doing a lot of things to, to meet the demand that the consumers are having. They have enough employees to keep their operating, operation running at full tilt. Um, so th- they're doing really well. Uh, some operators who, who really took it hard, um, especially sit down restaurants who took it hard during the pandemic, um, who qualified for but didn't get any of the restaurant revitalization fund dollars because the feds ran out. Um, and they are still struggling to try and get on top um, of all of the increased expenses uh, that they're incurring. We're very concerned that something, you know, some of them are going to, after this holiday season and in those cold winter months, they may just say, I don't have the cash flow to pay my new, all of the bills that I incurred. Uh, my new loans and, and everything else that are out there, they just may decide to to call it quits and close. Can you share with us maybe what numbers, restaurant numbers looked like five years ago compared to today? Or do you have any stats to compare with just mm-hmm. what's happened over the past three years or so? What we look at in Wisconsin is roughly 13, well, 13,000 uh, eating and drinking establishments, what people really would typically classify as a restaurant. Um, that's not counting some of the, the specialized locations that say maybe a nonprofit runs or, or, you know, something else that has to be licensed as a restaurant, but isn't necessarily a traditional restaurant. Um, and that number hasn't really changed. As restaurants close, new ones open. What we're seeing, though, is that what the type of restaurants that are closing, many of which are your typical sit down table service restaurants, they're not being replaced by new table service restaurants. They're being replaced by counter service restaurants, restaurants with drive throughs, ghost kitchens where they don't even have a place to come in and sit down. They're carry out only or delivery and carry out only. That is what's replacing a lot of the restaurants that are closing. We're not going to see a huge influx. It used to be pre pandemic. Uh, a table service restaurant will close for whatever reason and a new one will take its place because there's, oh, you know, we're an entrepreneurial industry. We have everybody, you know, uh, a lot of people want to own their own restaurant and, and get into the business, especially those who've been in it a long time. And, but that's not where it's happening. What we're seeing is that the table service restaurant is closing, um, because they have the lowest profit margins within the industry and they're being replaced by different types of restaurants, but not the same kind. Is this market driven? Is this something that that is due to consumers or is there a different things happening in the economy that's that's driving kind of this shift? I think it is a combination of both. Um, part of it is consumer driven because we while we have a pent up demand from a lot of people who want to go out to a restaurant, especially one that has a, a an alcohol license. Enjoy some cocktails with friends and family or, you know, be be out to watch a game or do all of the social kind of things they did pre-pandemic. We also have seen that that a number of people, and this was growing pre-pandemic, but the number of people who actually want to eat restaurant-quality food in their home or in some other location that's not that is not inside a restaurant, but yet it's food they got from a restaurant, that is is still there. It's not as high as obviously was during the pandemic when restaurants were forced to be closed or consumers were afraid to go out. 
But a lot of consumers really got to like and really realized um, sometimes for, depending on the situation that there is, even though the menu prices are higher, there is some value there or it's easier there, especially if they're hosting a party or they're having friends over, they all just order from their favorite place rather than spend, you know, half a day in the kitchen cooking. So, um, and we saw a lot of restaurants, even like during this Thanksgiving period, provide a lot more meals to eat at home um, to uh, consumers who just decided they didn't want to cook anymore. Just like on the farm where our food is produced, we're starting to see more and more technology. How about at the restaurant? Maybe you've encountered those kiosks or Mm -hmm. you take your order at the table. Is new technology or automation becoming more prevalent in the restaurant today? Is that another change that we're starting to see? Yes, we're definitely going to be seeing more of that. We just had our restaurant Insight Summits in Green Bay last month, and that was one of our big topics that we had as far as where innovation is coming. And in some cases, this isn't necessarily replacing an employee with a piece of machinery or a robot or something like that. It's actually enhancing uh, and bringing in equipment that streamlines either your back of the house, your kitchen area, or streamlines your front of the house area so that the employees you have um, can do their job more efficiently. And there's less running and less footsteps and, and, and other things that when you're short of staff, um, that make it really hard to operate your restaurant at full capacity and, and, you know, and be a good, provide good customer service. So where, where I think we're going to see here in Wisconsin is, is going to be that kind of technology. There's all kinds, you see all of the, the, the fun stuff you, that you like to see on the internet and everything else is like Flippy, you know, the robot who flips burgers at a, at a fast food place in California or something like that that they're testing. That is going to be out there and that's going to come at, at some point in some places, but, Instead, what we what we're going to see here in Wisconsin is just better efficiency um, through technology, maybe through a little bit of robotics, um, but in a way that it just makes it easier on the staff that we have. And again, that's Susan Quam taking a look at the restaurant industry, past, present, and what's coming up with all kinds of technology. All right, it's almost 5.30 in the morning. Let's find out what happened on day one of the marketing week yesterday. Rocky's going to join us from Premier Livestock and Withy. That's next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get at it. Check some more early morning markets. Head over to Premier Livestock and Withy. Rocky Olson joins us. Normal marketing week, right, Rocky? You betcha. Unless Mother Nature intervenes. Well, we'll probably be going. It might just slow you down a little bit. Yeah, that's for sure. So be aware of that because coming down 73 with the wind blowing, it could be kind of tricky at times later in the week. But in the meantime, we did have a nice calm day yesterday for a sale. What happened over at Premier? Uh, thank you, Bob. Good morning, everyone. This is uh, yesterday's auction shaped up here at Premier. Uh, fed cattle traded stronger yesterday. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 135 to 149.50. Uh, choice beef steers and heifers, 135 to 150. Uh, market cows sold stronger. High yielding cows from 50, 72 to 88. Most cows traded 57 to 71. Market bulls high yielding, 85 to 97. Uh, we did sell organic market cows, do that every Monday. High yielding 
organics from 87 to 115, lower yielding 86 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves, uh, they were lower this week versus last week. Uh, most Holstein bull calves sold 75 to 165 per head. Your beef calves, 125 to 315. Today, Tuesday, big special feeder cattle auction. Uh, we're expecting 800 to 1,000 head of feeder cattle. We got 75 to 100 bred beef cows and beef breeding bulls. Full list of consignments on our website and online bidding through Cattle USA. Then tomorrow, Wednesday, very big dairy cattle auction. Uh, that's going to get underway at 11 o'clock a.m. Uh, like I said, big run there. Uh, got a, some. Here's just some of our consignments. Uh, 28 extreme fancy Jersey Cross two-year-olds parlor freestyle. Uh, they're exceptional kind. They're coming from Kemper Farms. Here's 60 registered Jersey cows. Uh, they're all parlor freestyle, all stages of lactation. Very nice cows from Jinx Jerseys. Uh, lots of loads of top reputation Holstein parlor freestyle cows. The really good kind, the reputation kind. Uh, we also have some uh, registered brown Swiss cows. We got some purebred Fleckvie fresh heifers. Lots of red Holsteins. We got fancy red Holsteins, including a group from Todd Stanick. Uh, we also have some uh, real nice Holstein breeding bulls. And we got about 65 Holstein spring and heifers. We got kind of an exceptional group, uh, two groups of spring and heifers, AI bred, AI sired, the rip and fancy kind uh, for that sale uh, tomorrow. Uh, like I said, full list. Uh, we do have pictures. We do have videos of some of these consignments uh, at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Uh, questions, give us a call, 715-229-2500. Can't make the sale? Well, we do do order buying if you can't make the sale. And if you'd like to buy your own and you can't make the sale, you can bid through uh, Cattle USA, online bidding Cattle USA. Must pre-register for that. And that's the way it shaped up, Bob. So you've been out in the woods with your bow and arrow? I took my daughter out Sunday. Let yeah. me tell you, that was quite a trip to get way out in the back of the woods now. Boy, I guess it is, and uh, it might be more of a... There's it might a be lot of... A lot of snow out there, and boy, are them trees twisted and turned, and wow. Yeah, be careful yep. if you're monkeying with the wood, that's for sure, because they can snap in a hurry. Yep. By uh, Christmas, it might be tougher to get out there. I would say, we get to get the snowmobile out. I guess so. That'll be a good thing, too. Hey, have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. Thank you. There he goes. That's uh, Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And uh, we got a lot of news, but I think the big news is probably the weather, especially since we're into, into Christmas week now. Today is the 20th, and I don't know, I don't, is the Christmas weather Grinch over there? I hear him messing around over <laughs> yep, there. that would be me. <laughs> I was trying the to weather, run back in here because I was so excited to talk to you, Bob. Oh, boy, the weather Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Dendry, hey, what's the status here? When's the shortest day of the year? Is that tomorrow? That is tomorrow. All right. But they all have 24 hours, so shortest daylight hours. Daylight hours, yeah, 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 <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, I always give people a hard time with that, though, just because of who I am. Uh, that's what I said, <laughs> you're the weather grinch over there. Oh, yeah, the cold miser. <laughs> but uh, this is some serious weather that we better pay attention to. Absolutely. So today will be relatively quiet, as we'll have uh, more sunshine, but it is going to be cooler with highs only into about the single digits, which, well, it's about where we're at right now. Now, tonight, this is where more clouds will start to roll in, and it will be rather chilly. Lows dipping, well, even into the double digits below zero. And when you factor in some winds, wind chill values could be as low as about 20 below zero. Now, tomorrow, this is where those clouds will continue to roll in. We'll see some chances for some snow showers going into the afternoon, but those winds are really going to pick up. 
especially going into Thursday as well. Now, that snow that is falling will be rather light and powdery, and that blows around a lot easier. Now, that obviously making for some visibility concerns, but with those winds, with the snow that's already on the trees and power lines, we could see more impacts out of that as well, potentially leading to a few more power outages on top of the travel concerns. Could see some additional accumulations as well as several inches of snow are possible and winds gusting upwards of 45 to 50 miles per hour going into the end of the work week. In the wake of this going into Saturday, still blustery, but most of that snow should uh, stop falling from the sky anyways, blowing snow. Uh, maybe a possibility going into Saturday afternoon and into the evening as well. Highs only into the mid-single digits. Going into the Christmas day itself, mostly sunny. Winds start to relax a little bit, but still rather breezy. Highs into the upper single digits. And for Monday, mostly sunny and still cold with highs into the low teens. Right now, though, 7 degrees in Eau Claire as clouds continue to push a little bit further off towards the east. So how much snow, you know, when it blows around, it's hard to measure, but how much snow do you actually expect to fall here between, I don't know, late Wednesday and through the weekend or whatever? Still a little too early to tell, okay. but it does look like uh, we could at least see several inches out of this. So All over the state? or uh, Actually, the biggest impacts look to be further towards the south and to the east. But, uh, again, if you're heading towards Milwaukee or Chicago, certainly want to pay attention to that as well. Mm-hmm. All right, sure. We'll keep an eye on it as the week goes along. Thank you very much. Absolutely, Bob. You have a great day. We'll do our best. That's Mike Dandrier over there at Skywarn 13 with that weather forecast. So, again, uh, as the week goes on, be very, very careful. 23 minutes before 6 o'clock, we'll find out some of the other goings on around our area. Coming up, Morgan's going to join us. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Morgan McCarthy joins us from the newsroom again this morning. Morning, Morgan. Hey, good morning, Bob. Does your mom still buy you Christmas presents? I'm gift to her, so we don't do uh, no, a lot of exchange. Mean, oh, you don't. <laughs> no, we uh, well, you know what? We we don't put a lot of pressure on the holidays. We keep it pretty easy. I mean, we we don't live that far apart, so we see each other no. most of the year. And but you don't have a gift exchange. Well, I didn't get a fire extinguisher, but I hear the Welke Land and Cattle <laughs> Company was handing those out in uh, mass this year. I was going to ask you about that if. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, if your mother ever gave you uh, something from the heart, like a fire extinguisher, she is the she is the queen of practical gifts. I have to say, so she shops a lot like Jill. I think I've been known to get a good pair of mittens and boots in my day, and and I'll take that. All right. Well, I've never got a fire extinguisher so yet. I... Yet, you you might be on the nice list this year. Who knows what Santa's got planned to come down the chimney for you, Bob? Uh, we'll see what's going on when Christmas. Not that far away now. No, so not at all. Getting ready. All right. What's going on? We're going to unwrap some of those uh, headlines, and they'll keep in our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. The former owner of a Wanaki vet clinic is denying allegations of animal abuse. The guilty pleas were entered on behalf of Dr. Wesley Arnett in an initial court hearing yesterday. The veterinarian is facing six misdemeanor charges related to claims by pet owners that he struck and kill- kicked animals in his care. Arnett is released on bond and barred from treating or handling any live animals besides the ones that he owns. 
As we look to other headlines across the state, utility officials are saying, yeah, we dealt with it once and we'll likely deal with it again. Mother Nature keeps dishing it out and power outages likely come because of the strain put on our power system recently. In fact, crews from eight different states were here in Wisconsin to help repair some of those outages. And the city is also uh, opening sites where you can get some of the debris. And if you've had some branches down and things like that from the latest round of storms, a little 715 newsroom coverage with John DeMaster lets us know about where you can take that and also uh, that Mary Mulch program. Last week, storms knocked over trees and took down branches. In Eau Claire, the site is located at the Green Waste Facility and it opened yesterday. It's located on Jeffers Road and will remain open until January 31st. The site is also where the city's Mary Mulch Tree Recycling Program is located for residents to recycle their Christmas trees. Trees must be cleaned of all ornaments and decorations. Tomorrow, the brush site in Altoona on Garfield Avenue is open from 2 to 6. It's open only to Altoona residents. I'm John DeMaster. In Lake Halley, you'll be asked next year to consider exceeding the state tax levy to afford another full-time officer. Lake Halley Village Board last night also approved adding another referendum question next April to support the village's fire and rescue expenses and ro- local road improvement projects. Board members say the village is growing and calls for services that have also increased. And maybe you're uh, wiping a little sleep out of the eyes, but it doesn't feel quite as bad when you wake up with a win. Of course, lighting up Lambeau for Monday Night Football. The Packers kind of keep those postseason hopes alive, limping along, beating the Rams 24-12 for that Monday Night Football. And you probably remember back in the day, you're going to need a bigger boat. Well, Steven Spielberg's classic movie Jaws has some lasting legacies, but he says there's something he kind of regrets. In a new interview with the BBC, the iconic filmmaker said he worries about the impact that the movie had on the shark population. A study published by Nature showed the worldwide population of sharks and rays fell over 70 percent between 1970 and 2018. Jaws was released in June of 1975. The author who wrote the novel that the film is based on said back in 2000 that he also feels some responsibility for the negative impact on great white sharks. I'm Mark Mayfield. And we take it away from the ocean and back to the barn with Bob, Jill, and your Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. So what uh, Jaws, would that mean more people were hunting sharks or what? Or maybe they just didn't get uh, some of the conservation care that other animals got because people Hmm. put them into the the scary category. But you still get Shark Week and all of that kind of stuff. You're headed to the ocean side pretty soon here. Have you yeah. ever had any up-close uh, interactions with sharks? No, I haven't. Huge sea turtles, but not Oh, aren't not those something to see? Oh, they're huge. I Man. love those. Oh, boy, I'll tell you, they're, they're really something. But yeah. uh, I'll see those here in a couple of weeks. Well, we're dealing with more of the abominable snowman <laughs> here than you are. So you get ready to pack those bags, my hey, friend. A quick question before you go. The sure. question, and Jill, you can chime in on this, too. And... Uh, we have a, a scene out there this year mm-hmm. that's different than we usually have. Mm-hmm. The white courier and eyes type Christmas. Oh, it's beautiful. So what's more beautiful to you guys, the, the fall colors or this? Especially when you get out, you know, where you drive back on some two-lane country roads, and Jill does too, and I did yesterday. And I mean, it's, I just slowed down. In fact, one time I just stopped and looked. It looks like you're living in a snow globe. Yeah. It's really, really pretty out there. It is. It's been breathtaking in some of our back road drives. Yeah. Joe, what do you think? I like the snow on the trees, and I like this 
more than my fall colors. Yeah, I guess we get the fall colors every year. We don't get this uh, every year like this. I like this unless the calendar says March. In which case, I don't like it as much anymore. I like it right now around Christmas time, and it does have a little bit of a magical feel. Mother Nature did kind of spoil us with this. Visually, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. On the back, shoveling, it's not quite as nice. No, that part of it, and it's going to be a lot less nice, so to speak, uh-huh. later on. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Anytime, Bob. All right. There goes Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. Uh, Jill and I are still with you as we're about 16 minutes away from 6 o'clock here at WAC. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Now, let's see. It's almost a quarter to six here at Wax. And, Jill, some other things going on in the world of agriculture, some fun things. Well, you know, I've talked about this winter being kind of the grant season and meeting season. Yeah, you followed a lot of that. But the Sand County Foundation is handing out $1,000 grants to 21 high schools across the Midwest to help them establish pollinator habitats that also includes prairie seeds and seedlings to support these grants six ffa chapters in wisconsin have been selected to receive those grants including independence high school that's not too far from me and a dorchester area dairyman jake pising has been chosen as the first winner of the boring ingelheim dairy first award the honor goes to a dairy producer who demonstrates a commitment to milk quality and animal well-being. Jake is the third generation to operate JTP Farms, taking over from his dad about 11 years ago. Yeah, and Jake uh, was a state FFA officer, as were other members of his family. But uh, in 2012, JTP Farms switched from milking in a step-up parlor to a cross-ventilated robotic barn with sand bedding and automatic manure scrapers in 2021, the farm went on to install a fully robotic feeding system. And uh, Jake has taken over the farm there from uh, from his dad and mom. And, you know, he's uh, got his own family now. And he was one of the kids that every time you'd see him, and, I'm, and from the picture I've got in front of me right now, always has a smile on his face. I've never seen anybody that smiles more than Jake Pisick. So again, congratulations, Jake. Well deserved for that honor from Boringer Ingelheim for uh, receiving that award. Very, very well deserved in the Dorchester area. All right, 13 minutes before 6 o'clock. We'll get to some markets. We'll update your weather forecast. Uh, We're not done yet. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Of course, things slow down around the holidays now as far as the meetings are concerned. Oh, Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin has a two-day manager's uh, seminar coming up today and tomorrow. And anything else, Jill? Well, there's not events happening, but registration is open. And that's open for the Wisconsin FFA Alumni Convention and early bird registration for Marble Seeds 34th Organic Farming Conference is open. All right, down in La Crosse. And also, don't forget their government programs, too. We talked about DMC, but again, that's going out into January, but uh, you might want to get that done by the first of the year. So again, as far as uh, meetings, not much. Just time to enjoy the holidays. Well, let's enjoy some market information. Jill, where are we going? Let's head to Sparta Equity and hear from Hut Eamon. 
The Fed cattle selling steady today with the Highland Choice Beef Season Heifers 149 to 158. The Choice and Select Beef Season Heifers 138 to 148. The Dairy Cross Steers 130 to 145. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers 135 to 142 with a top of 145. The Choice and Select Holstein Steers 124 to 134 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and Heavy Steers 123 and down. Cow market steady with the Highland Cow is 72 to 82 with a top of 84. The Cutters and Utilities 56 to 71 with a low yielding and canner cows 55 and down. Organic market today with results from the December 19th sale with most organic cows bringing 85 to a dollar with the thin and small cows 64 to 84 with the organic steers and heifers 105 to 115. Bull market steady with most bulls bringing 80 to 90 with the thin full and bulls over a ton discounted at 79 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with a steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing from 80 to 150. The quality Holstein heifer calves 30 cents to a dollar. The quality beef calves 210 to 360. With the light and poor quality calves 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday, December 21st, starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hut Amor to Equity Live Second in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get back over to that territory where I was yesterday, and uh, Jerry Fitzgerald's going to join us. Yeah, I was over at uh, Bill and Carol and, and Dan Griesbach Dairy Farm over in the Roselleville area. I noticed a tremendous police presence over there. Are you in that area? <laughs> well, <laughs> good morning to you, Bob. Uh, about the only, uh, maybe the only police presence over there, they maybe stopped for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nice day. I didn't really, you're only, what, down the road about five, ten miles, huh? Uh, that's right, about ten miles from the Greasebox farm, yep. All right, so saw the new robot they put in, and uh, they got three of them now, and uh, beautiful barn, so it's uh, fun to look at. Well, let's uh, let's get to the market. What happened at your barn in Stratford yesterday? All right, Bob, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday, here at Equity Stratford. Um, the uh, cow market yesterday, high-yielding Holstein cows selling from 68 up to 80. Uh, most of the cows yesterday from 52 to 68, thinner cows, uh, lighter carcass cows below 52. On the uh, bull trade yesterday to open up the week, uh, better quality bulls from 83 to 95, lighter weight bulls 80 and below. On the calf market yesterday, good quality Holstein bull calves weighing 92, 130 pounds, selling from 75 to 175. Fancy bull calves, a lot of them from that 175 up to a top of 200. Pepper calves, pretty limited demand uh, this week, 30 and below. Beef calves, very strong again, 175 to 300, up to 345 on the beef calves. And uh, full marketing week uh, continues here at Stratford this week. Tuesday, uh, we do get started at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. Dairy auction today is 11 o'clock start time, folks. Uh, we do have a nice consignment of uh, first lactation, Holstein, parlor, freestall cows. These are coming from an overstocked organic farm. So if you folks are in the organic business or just conventional cows, be a good opportunity to buy some really good quality first lactation Holstein cows. Again, very good components on these cows. And uh, they will be sold at 11 o'clock. Also today on Tuesday, uh, we do sell market cattle, including organic market cattle. Those will be after the dairy auction. So a nice selection of cows today. Again, that dairy auction will start at 11 o'clock. And tomorrow, full marketing day tomorrow, of course, including the feeder cattle sale, which does start at noon. And we've also got a good run of feeder cattle already on the consignment list for that. And regular market on Thursday. And I guess the... Uh, 
the only sale, the only change in the sales schedule for the next couple of weeks will be there. Obviously, will be no Sunday afternoon delivery, uh, both on Christmas Day and New Year's Day. So that will be the only change. Uh, other than that, full marketing week ahead. Uh, so I guess Bob, that's what we have for the folks this morning. Uh, you guys enjoy the day, and folks do drive careful. I. Haven't gotten out to pile of snow yet, but it looks like we got about oh, probably two, three inches last night. Yeah, so. light, fluffy stuff, not bad. You got all your Christmas shopping done? What'd you get your wife for Christmas? She's not listening, is she? <laughs> well, uh, I'll answer your first question first. No. <laughs> Jill's got a recommendation. Uh, and what would that be? Everybody likes a fire extinguisher. Well, you know, that's not a bad idea because I think mine is, I, I'm kind of going to need a new one. <laughs> there you go. Well, then give it to the wife and she'll let you borrow it. How's that? <laughs> well, well, I think uh, that's a good practical gift, but uh, we've got a few other things in mind. So. <laughs> All right. We'll see you later. All right. You guys have a nice day and thank you. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald with the Equity Stratford sale. Bar. See, I'm trying to make uh, make your gift. It's actually well, universal. So more people think about quality common sense gifts well and it's actually more useful than just a fire extinguisher because you fear get um somebody comes into your house you can totally spray them but you won't hurt them and it's better than what like uh, the neighbors or somebody <laughs> yeah if you need to <laughs> you want them all. all right well we'll keep working on it we'll see if we can come on well they were on sale besides well yeah well there you go what a what a what a good shopper fire extinguishers and it was on sale and the market's brought to you by Synergy Co-op. What a trade yesterday. Some rain in Argentina, lower demand for soybean meal, had the prices lower for corn, and uh, soybeans, wheat, followed prices as well. Overnight, March corn up a penny from yesterday's close at 648. The oats down to at 331. March wheat, one to two higher at 750. Soybeans up three at 1467. Meal up 320 a ton for March at 449.30. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, corn's at 590 with soybeans at 1405. At the Connersville location, corn's at 590 with soybeans at 1395. On the DTN screen, corn at Baldwin, 603, beans 1392, Duran 594 and 1387. Mondovi corn, 605, beans 1391, 603 for the corn at Elmwood, 1396 on the soybeans. Fall Creek, the corn is down to 585, beans 1371. Osseo, 608 on the corn, 1396 on the beans. Out to Elk Mound, 596 corn, 1395 soybeans. Sparta, 591 for the corn, 1373 for the beans. And over at Ellsworth, corn 573, beans 1342. Ethanol plants, Boyceville, 622. Stanley, 610. The Richmond Grain Facility, 607. Barrel cheese down a half, 173 and a half. Blocks up two and a quarter at $2.00. The butter down fifteen and a half yesterday, two seventy a pound. December class three was up three at twenty fifty three. January down seventeen at nineteen oh seven. February below nineteen dollars now, down twenty cents at eighteen eighty seven. March down twenty at nineteen fourteen, and April down fifteen at nineteen forty seven. Once again, seven degrees right now. It's five below the wind chill. Not a bad day today, but uh, again, keep an eye on the weather as the week goes along. We get closer to Christmas. Uh, could be tough. Because the wind and the snow in the forecast. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.